This episode of the Smoke Pit brought to you by the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. Tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Check them out at arborarms.com. Tell them the Smoke Pit sent you. Also check out Combat Comeover at combatcomeover.com. Find palmades and beard oils for your hair and your face. And use that promo code SMOKEPIT. Save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. What up, doe? Yo. Back again, another episode with your boys, Dan Sharp, AJ Pfeffer. Mike is on hiatus this week, but he'll be back soon. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah. So this week we are joined by Navy veteran Samantha Martin. She served like, uh, I, I think, what, like eight years? Eleven. Eleven. Ooh, correct mm-hmm. myself. Correct yourself. <laughs> and... Uh, she worked in logistics. Yes. And she went all over the world. And so she's also a uh, musician and does a, a lot of cool things. Also a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the fact that you're still here with us and a lot of resiliency to get through that. So all around super cool cat. This keep week. trying to kill me <laughs> and I just keep coming back. I have a question real quick. What's up? It's because you were in logistics. Remember that FedEx commercial that came out a while back? And they had the song, and it was like, da, 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 that's logistics. Did you guys like get into that? No, but I used to go into the offices going, supplies, motherfucker. Ha <laughs> ha, I like it. Yeah, Dexter was a was a good show to begin with. I think it kind of tapered off towards the end. I was a little disappointed in the finale, but definitely the first couple seasons were strong. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I haven't seen the last season. I think it's one of those ones like Game of Thrones where it was. I was told it was a disappointment. It was a very And I, I just wanted episode. to quit on a high note. Yeah. Alexander. Yes. You and I will have words. And what words will these be? We were having a discussion earlier, and as a Disney aficionado, uh, Samantha is going to chime in on this as well. Uh, Who is the best and worst Disney villains? Oh, man. There's so many many different ways of looking at it. So I would say if I had to come up with the, the most maligned, right? So like... The best villain, but also the one that probably had the best case. Uh, what one of my top tier is Jafar. Yeah, because if you look at that, if you look at that kingdom, right? You look at the Sultan, and he's such an absolute goober, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's poverty. <laughs> there is corruption. Exactly. Like people getting their hands chopped off for stealing a loaf of bread to survive. Yeah, and yet he's up there playing with his dolls and shit and yeah. stuffing crackers into this sentient bird, right? <laughs> And I'm like, the bird can clearly talk in a sense. It's, it's, it's Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Stop abusing Gilbert Gottfried. No wonder he went to the dark side. Yeah, it's not like it's the uh, the uh, Stewie from Family Guy where you, you don't know if people can understand him. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. But as for everybody else can understand Iago, but yet for, the, for some reason the Sultan is just like, oh, whatever. Exactly. Oh, so you have, have all this cracker. You yeah. have all this crap going on. You got the, the princess is getting sold off to whatever random courtier shows up and does the right thing, right? And instead of that, Jafar is just like, well, the Sultan's obviously a simp and an idiot, so maybe I can take this kingdom and push it into a progressive direction and do something useful with it, and he just gets shit on by this fucking moron constantly. <laughs> he's just like, like he's like, uh, Sultan, I think it's very important that we make sure we feed everyone. Okay, and no, Jafar didn't give a give a two fucks about feeding the people. He All he wanted to be was in powder. Shit. He wanted power, but at the same time, like... Think about the cunning and the conniving. Like, there's a, and so he had this whole thing where, yeah, he wanted power, 
But if if you look, like he's a smart guy, and he knows the best way to take over for the Sultan, take over the Sultan's gig, and keep, stay in power is to be better than the Sultan at at, at running the show and so, have flawless eyeliner. His I mean, wings. Bro, they, let me tell you, those were goals. He is fabulous. <laughs> he went in there and he got his shit lined up on the daily. Yeah, right. Dude took a piece of floss and pulled out every errant straight. I actually saw a thing on TikTok where they did they they uh, made him a like a Disney princess. Like they took Jafar, but they like redesigned him to be a Disney princess. And I was like, I could get into that Middle Eastern thing. That's that's, that's not bad. So you would say that was your number one what Disney villain then? I, I would say uh, of if we're talking about maligned Disney villains, I would go with that. Absolute hundred percent best Disney villain is Hades. Hades. Yes, because oh, he Hades is such a sarcastic bitch. <laughs> yeah, he is like. Like played by James Woods, he is such a spicy ass <laughs> character. Yeah, he is a hundred percent. Now he's not a great representation of the real Hades. No, no, no. The real Hades actually like there, there was a couple things that he did that were obviously questionable, but for the most part, like Hades was just kind of like the disenfranchised brother. You yeah, know? he he was the brother that was he was the second the second son. So he's like, uh, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just run this whole thing. Middle children, am I right? Right. And so like you got to remember that with Hades. We think of Hades and we connect we connect that with hell, but with Hades, Hades ran the underworld, which was both heaven and hell, depending on your behavior. So he had Elysium, which was the good place, and he yeah. had, you know, the other spot, which was the bad place that you didn't want to go. And so of the two, like, but the the Disney version of Hades was like just throwing shade <laughs> he was being like the spiciest ass bitch yeah like he come in and he throw his head around like he his his neck would be doing the funky chicken and who you got for number three then um it's really hard to say on a number three like if i had to go down the list um i would say probably either dr fossilier yeah which which Facilier. it's fossilier fossilier Watch the movie again. See how he pronounces it himself. From what he movie? He pronounces it Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Ah. Played by Keith David, who is mm-hmm. an absolute national treasure, right? Ooh, that voice. Right? <sighs> Are you ready? That guy was the best. As If, if you're not a straight villain, that dude was like, I'm in communication with the evil spirits. I, I got, got friends on the other side. Right? He's like, I got dead people doing my work for me. I'm going to run this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are your top three. Uh, Sam, what are your top three? My top three, I usually base a legit Disney villain based on their realism. Yeah. So, for example, Claude Frollo. From the Hunchback of Notre Dame, that he's a justice and he feels so righteous in his mission to purge Paris of these conniving evil gypsies that are going to put curses on you. And yet, this girl is thick as hell. Yeah. And he's going, fuck, I really want her. And so he's praying to God, begging for the strength to resist the, the urges thickness, to the get thickness. so hard for his sickness for the thickness. But instead he goes, you know what? Fuck it. Either she's going to choose me or I'm going to burn her at the pyre. And I know that all of us in one way, shape or another have seen the justice system and religion twisted 
to suit these perverted, corrupt needs. Like in the song for the Bells of Notre Dame, they say, Judge, Cla- Judge Claude Frollo wanted to purge the world of vice and sin, and he saw evil everywhere except within. Ooh, I like it. And, and it, if you like, actually listen to the music, it's a super underrated mu- movie. It's got a beautiful like graphics. Yes, Hellfire. I actually did. You will, I got bored as shit during COVID skin. quarantine, and I, I actually did that song. But yeah, I actually did that song because I was bored at quarantine, and I got a little loopy. So... But in the song, he's talking about how he sees this girl and he feels that temptation of sexual desire. And it's he's not like, my fault I must, if it's God's plan. I must have her. God's it's not plan. my fault. The devil is so much stronger than a man. And he finally gives in to the evil within his heart Yeah, that he claims he's so pure of. So he is my number one for the most evil and creepy because it is so real to life that is a person you could meet on the street not for nothing but like while i a hundred percent disagree with the evil crap that he wanted to do Mm -hmm. i can a hundred percent agree with the idea that he lived in a in a town in he lived in paris and it was a town full of filth and villainy a a more wretched hive of Filth and villainy you'll never find. Scum and villainy. Right? And so he was <laughs> like, like... saying in Afghanistan. He's like, I need to get rid of these turds one turd at a time. So he's going to start, obviously, with the ones that don't match his profile. But at some point, if he had been more successful by not being so much of a shit, then he would have been able to be like, yo, I, I purge Paris of all these undesirables. <laughs> it would be like three people left in Paris and all of them would be, you know... English. Like, like him, exactly. the hunchback, <laughs> and the jester. So who's your number two? My number two, for similar reasons, Governor Ratcliffe from Pocahontas. Oh, he okay. He is a classic example of someone who, he truly believes in his cause. He believes these are savages, and it is our job to get rid of them and take over and show them the better way, the English way. And he truly believes there's gold in Virginia. Never found any. No, just fucking mosquitoes and swamp ass. <laughs> yep, but not like Florida. If he had gone to Florida, he would have found a lot of meth. And more mosquitoes and swamp ass. <laughs> a lot of mosquitoes and gators. Yeah, actually, fun fact, uh, meth comes from the banana plant. You know that little piece at the end that's kind of like brownish black that nobody really likes to eat that's mm-hmm. like right there where it meets? That's actually what meth is made out of. Isn't it also Florida State Bird? <laughs> Just <laughs> No, meth. that's the mosquito. <laughs> so who's your number three then? All right. And my number three, because of sassiness alone, is Yzma. Yzma, okay. Because she's funny. Ha, yeah. You should have thought of that before becoming peasants. <laughs> Another example of she's an advisor to the king and the emperor is a brat. He's an 18-year-old brat spoiled yeah. as hell and she's going oh my god i am about ready to kill this kid she doesn't give a crap about the people yeah she wants the power but she's been in that position for like a hundred years so if you think if uh the emperor had been just slightly like maybe like two degrees less of a douche do you think that she would have been as evil i think she would have been as evil but she would have put up with him more and probably spent more time manipulating him rather than trying to kill him with poison and turn him into a flea a harmless little flea (laughs) so you think that she uh she would have been less aggressive in her plans then i think so because what actually set her off was him firing her yeah 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 so 
those are your uh, top three. Are they in that order then? In that order. AJ, would you please remind us who your top three was? I had uh, Jafar. Yep. And then, uh, let's see, who was it? Hades. Hades and right. Facilier. Jafar and then Hades and then Dr. Facilier. Okay, uh, at some point in time, we will take a small break so we can Google that, play the audio clip, and we will find out who is right. But before we get to that, I want to thank Strikeforce Energy, strikeforceenergy.com. It is a liquid supplement that you can put your beer, put in your water, put in your tea. It's got B vitamins and energy and caffeine. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT to save yourself some money. It is currently in my man soda. Also, if you take the, uh, the citrus version, you can um, take it rectally. <laughs> right a, in for, your butthole for a bit of a boost allegedly don't actually do that it is not fda approved correct you can however take it sublingually as well to make it a, a quick boost so i think in my mind uh a disney villain uh has to do uh three things one they have to present a problem that the hero or the protagonist the princess or whoever you know the main character may be has to develop their personality and their character in order to overcome so because that obstacle existed, our uh, protagonist ends up being a better human being or animal for it. Yes. So that is very important. For that reason, I will say that my top number one villain would be Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. Oh, now, yeah. He did believe in the balance of the jungle because yeah. man hunted for pleasure, not for food. Exactly. Now, which version of The Jungle, jungle Book are we talking about? Cartoon. The original cartoon movie. Yeah, I, I, Edris Eba did a great job, but I got to give it to the original. And then, now what about... The uh, 1994 live action? N- no, I'm, I'm thinking about... There's, there's a cartoon that was a series, and I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it had, it had Baloo. Tailspin. Ha- yes, yes. It had Baloo as a... As a, as a, as a pilot. A pilot, yeah. He was a pilot. He flew an aquatic plane that could like land on rivers and stuff, and he wore he wore a coat and a hat. And then he had an orphan bear that he taught to be a aerial acrobat on this like he would like fling this like hobgoblin esque metal thing out, and he could just like ride it like a ski do, but on the back of the thing in the <laughs> air. Yeah. And that version of Shere Khan was. A little bit more evil, but like with less meaning behind it. Yeah, that makes sense. So I would say that my uh, my second uh, top uh, villain, and correct me if I if I mistake the pronunciation, but uh, Sean Yu, the uh, pro- the antagonist of Mulan. I don't speak Chinese, but I'm assuming that's correct. That is the proper way to pronounce it. Yes. I, I would believe it's Mongolian, though, right? Yes. And so my second characteristic of why uh, a villain is top ranked is because they give the protagonist a reason to sing. If you do not get down to the Mulan song, I don't want to fuck with you. Bro. Let's get down to business. So what you to defeat the Huns. I'm going to need to pause so both of you. Yeah. You need to both stop because I need to point this out. This has been a long standing issue on the smoke pit. Yeah. So what you're saying is you put in your top three slots. Yes. You put a Mongolian for musical purposes. So what no, you're no, saying no, no, is no, 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 Mongolian no, 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 throat no. metal you, fucking rocks. You, and you, you heard it here first, off. folks. What there about Norwegian is. throat metal? Uh, Norwegian throat metal is also good, but uh, you can't beat me on the who. No, Sorry. so it wasn't the Mongolians that were singing. It was he gave Mulan a reason to drop the most fire Disney song that's ever existed. Did you see the? the Except tic- she didn't sing that. 
The, well, the, she sang in the her, song. Her she had a part. Her, I hope they don't see right through me. She yeah, that's had a part. the only part she had. She sang. She we confronted herself. <laughs> yes, but it was mostly it was mostly the dudes in the committee. It was all the it was all the dudes in the uh, officers. What was his name? Shang. Yeah. Shang. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Captain Shang, right? Yeah, her boss. Yeah. Captain Fire Ass Hotness with those abs. <laughs> and she was like. She was like, I'm trying not to get a lady boner over I'm here. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure that was Disney's first bisexual character. No, Who was he, bisexual? I don't... Shang. Because he was attracted to Mulan, but he when thought she, Mulan when she was, was Ping. Yeah, when she when he thought that he was Ping, he was all about that booty. I and don't know if he was about the booty as much as, oh, this is my comrade, and I can actually consider this person my friend. Oh, no, there was uh, several no, times when he... Yeah, there he was, was some There tension. was a little sexual tension. There, there was several times where they directly addressed the fact that he was like, oh, my God, I'm so hot for a this dude. A curious. Like, I'm not even into dudes, and this dude's so hot, I want it. Mm-hmm. So, my number three, and the category for that has to be hateability. You have to not like this individual. Like, there are certain uh, villains that I'm like, okay, like, I kind of like them. You love like, to hate them. It, like, uh, Hades, you kind of like him. Cruella DeVille, like, all right, all hate- she's trying to do is get some drip, you know? Like, okay, no. Hades, I'm 100% with you. Cause, yeah. Because Hades is like the sassy gay friend. Yeah. Right? Literally flaming. He but, would never do anything to hurt me. He's a guy. <laughs> right? Direct evidence. But I'll say that, that like, Cruella DeVille. There's nothing lovable about Crow DeVille. She goes in there. She wanted to kill puppies. She she wanted to murder puppies for Crow. She, she had a hot rod and she gave no fucks. Like, yeah, she also, do you have a car that shoots flames when you're aggressively driving? Because you drive just like her. You, I don't have to shoot flames because my driving does its own business. But you know what ha- You know what Cruella DeVille Be does? Be that as it may. The first thing you see Cruella DeVille do is burst into the home of an, of an old friend and then shit all over her poverty and economic circumstances. And her husband. She's like, yeah. oh, Roger's songs. You, can scare, you can't afford to support these puppies. You can hardly support to feed yourselves. Hey, she was just pointing out the red flags the red that f- her homie didn't see. The red flags was give me but those dogs get, so I can murder them. I don't want to get too them. far into Cruella DeVille, but other examples before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, Captain Hook is actually a dope villain if you think about it. Like He's a pirate king. Like he, He's got a flying ship. And a former lost boy. Yeah, and a former lost boy. So he was so. kind of disenfranchised on the whole being a lost boy and all that, and that was, I think, why he hated Peter Pan. So yeah. Much. So the third category, hateability, Gaston. Oh, he was a Gaston. narcissistic douche. But my problem with him, he was considered a hero yeah. in his. He fought circle. in a war. He fought in a war. He was he a was war handsome. hero. He was a hunter. Yeah. He was a gatherer. Provided he was a for protector of the town. French yeah. equals douche but. equals evil. I'm with 100. Hop along, little froggy. And Dan, all things considering, you. all things considering, like I'm not trying to advocate for uh, Gaston because I just I just ranked him as a bad villain. Well, not bad in the the sense that he wasn't a capable villain, but rather that he's a notable villain. Mm-hmm. However, when he thought that his little boo thing, whether he had a thing with her in real life or not, or if he was delusional and narcissistic, when he thought she was in trouble, what did homeboy do? He grabbed the strap, he rallied the homies, and he rode on the castle. And immediately That's got murked. <laughs> he got murked in the worst way. He he died. True was, reflection of French military talent. <laughs> what what was that movie with Glenn Close? Uh, uh, Hundred and One Dalmatians. Boom. Fatal roasted. Attraction. No, I'm sorry, not Glenn Close. It was uh, what was the name? You know she played Cruella Deville, right? Yes, that's what made me think of it. It was that wasn't. Glenn I don't know Close. what kind of Oedipus thing you have for that, but it, you got Cruella Deville on the brain. That's not what I was talking about. There's one. It, it's a different woman. It's Samuel L. Jackson. It's a woman who she Gina was Davis. In, G, thank you. Yeah, A Long Kiss Goodnight. That's Great it. movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch the it. The part towards the end. Do you have it? 
I'm sure we can get it on Amazon. There's, okay, I've not seen it. There's a yeah. part where she's she's getting like tortured, and she's like, they say, "You have any last words?" And he goes, "She says, I'll tell you what my last words going to be: die screaming, motherfucker." And later on, like she drops this dude into a gas explosion, and she's like, "Die screaming, motherfucker!" Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah. Like that's that's what happened to Gaston. Gaston yeah. got booted off of that castle like a yeet. French like a French bitch. It was like, yeet. Thank you for that. Yeah, so <laughs> that is why he is my number third villain because it's just like in today's day and age, uh, especially with the culture where people will get their entire opinion from a situation based off of a 16-word news headline, not even the article. They won't even read the article. They'll just see the headline and By assume. By a slight alteration of perception, yeah. he is no longer the bad guy. Exactly. And so like the fact that like Gaston was like the definition of the dude who was just like, this book doesn't have any pictures. You know, like he, he was such a douche. How he was do like, you read this? There's no pictures in my, it. My Breitbart articles show me all of the things I'm supposed to hate without me being able to read. All right. Now, that being said, AJ, who is the um, the worst Disney villain as far as like they could have done better? Mm. So I'll, could have done better? All of them because one of them could have succeeded. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to. Okay, that's a, a cop out answer. Give me a real one. It's not. I want to see a Disney. I want to see a Disney movie where it's like a dystopia where the the Disney villain actually wins. I'm going to take a real cop out and say, uh, because they made a series of movies about this recently, Maleficent. What? She was a fantastic villain. The only oh, reason no, she fixated on an infant and she failed. That's my point. Like if she was <laughs> like so the, the the recent movies with Angelina Jolie paint her in a much more favorable light, yes. and they explain the fact that she was really the malign party, and that if people would stop being racist twats and just let her get about her business, everything would be fine. But in the original cartoons, like all she had to do was murder a baby. They're not that hard, bro. Like, babies are very easy. Like, it takes a lot of effort and time and energy and love to keep a baby alive. Like, I, I took my kid in uh, years and years and years ago to the ER because he had a colic real bad. And so sometimes you didn't know if it was yeah. a colic or it was a problem. And the, the, the doctor straight told me, like, this very exhausted-looking ER doctor was like, look, if it ever gets to the point where it's too hard for you to deal with, give him a little bit of Benadryl, knock him the fuck out, mom and dad get a couple hours of rest. It's fine. You're not going to hurt him. And I was like, why would I need to do that? And the guy looks me straight in the eyes with like bags. Remember Sergeant Orange, the the airlift pilot? Yeah. He looked like that. He had that look in his face. And he said, it's it's either that or chucking him against the wall. And if I have to pick between the two, go ahead and give the little guy some drugs. It'll be Yeet fine. Out the window. And okay, I was like, so Jesus H. Moses, why are you telling me this? So you were saying that your least favorite villain, and uh, are, when we're sticking to the cartoons here, right? Yes, that's my point. So if we're in the cartoons, the cartoons, the gal who summoned a dragon is your least favorite, your least least interesting villain, because they didn't they didn't flush her out. They were just like she's just like ridiculously evil for no fucking reason. Yeah, the only reason she didn't rank on my list for a good villain is because she didn't give the protagonist a reason to sing, and they she didn't really learn anything about herself because of Maleficent's presence. And also, like I didn't really hate her that much. Like I kind of understand people back in those days were douches. Like there was a lot of persecution. Well, that's the thing. Like, like it, I thought she was a solid like B tier villain. I think I think maybe with the movies yeah. now that they've done the Angelina Jolie movies, where you see where that character could go. Like what could be done with that character to like flesh them out? Yeah, maybe that's coloring my perspective a little bit because I'm I'm thinking like, you look at the Angelina Jolie version and you're like, 
hell yeah, queen, get it. Yeah. And then you look at the you look at the cartoon yes. version and you're like, how boring can you be? Like, I'm not saying she's the worst Disney villain because of any other reason, but, but besides the fact she's boring. Like Ursula was terrible, but Ursula at least had some interest to her. Like she was a conniving old twat. Yeah. Okay. It's all about body language. Yeah. She, she didn't have any body positivity, so instead of just getting on a treadmill and eating some kale, she stole her shit from somebody else. So and uh, a ginger, no less. <laughs> Samantha. Well, and what was interesting about Maleficent is that if you actually are aware of proprietary things during the time frame that that should have taken place Maleficent was actually very vindicated in why she was so upset because she is technically a leader of her area and she out of all the kingdom and all the land the did not get an invitation the that audacity. is a huge disrespect so she had every reason yeah. to be angry but she could have just taken it out on King Philip she did not have to wait 16 years yeah. and have this girl Prick her finger on a spindle to maybe die, well, but maybe not. Let's be honest, though. The the source material that that came from was shady at best. Like, I don't want to get too far into it, but the, the original Sleeping Beauty story. Oh, it was disgusting. The, yeah, the, the Graham stories yeah. are horrible. The original yeah. source material, it's like, that's the dystopia I'm talking about. Everybody dies. It's all bad. Nothing ever ends happily. Like, the original version of, uh, of uh, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, they get, they're the ones that get eaten. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you two fat little German kids that are disrespectful to everybody and you're pieces of shit, guess what? You're getting cooked and you're getting eaten. You gluttonous yeah. little bastards. Samantha, what is your uh, least interesting villain then? Well, least interesting, I would say Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Okay. Yes, she is an abusive cunt. Yeah, they, they actually, if you Google that, it just lists her as stepmother. Like, she's not even important yeah. enough to have her a name. Her name is actually Lady Tremaine. Yeah, the original stepmother, and that image has changed so much. Like, yeah. you think of a Disney stepmother versus a stepmother now? Yeah. Like, on I mean, I have hub. a stepmother. I love my stepmother, and she loves me like I'm her own blood. So what could they have done with that character to make her more interesting then? Mm, I don't know, because she was pretty sinister in her behavior, but it was just... She didn't stand out to me. Like the worst thing she did was just kind of be a cunt and You're say grounded. you can't go to the ball. Yeah, that she was grounded. It. She grounded yeah. the bitch. Okay. And okay, yeah, she was a bitch to her. She treated her like crap, and she had those ugly spoiled daughters and a super fat cat. Which I mean, I got a fat cat at home. So I. So as long as you don't have I ugly daughters and you're not a bitch, then you're good. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, I guess. I mean, other than her, maybe, maybe. I have a stepmom that's terrible. Maybe I, Ka. Yeah. Well, like, he was kind of like more of a henchman. He was than an anti-hero, really. Yeah. Because he was just out to eat somebody. Yeah. I mean, we can all relate that sometimes. Madame Medusa. Do you remember Madame Medusa? Uh, from which one? The Rescuers, the first one. I thought you meant the uh, Medusa from uh, Source, uh, Sword in the Stone. No, Madame Medusa's Pawn Shop Boutique. Oh, Wait, okay. was there a Medusa in Sword in the Stone? I, no, I, I probably that got the was, name wrong. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll look it Madame up. Madame Mim. Mim, yeah. Madame Mim was she not- She was hilarious. She was an interesting villain, yeah. She, yeah, she was spicy. I liked her. Did I say no purple dragons? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I would have to say that my least interesting villain then- would be the antagonist of the aristocrats, 
Edgar Balthazar, the he butler. He was so validated. I understand his reasonings because seriously, you wait on this old bitch hand and foot and her five fucking cats. Yeah. All you have to do is clean five cat boxes and you get a sweet ass place to live. But this is and before pay. automatic cleaners. I've got two <laughs> at home and they're still a pain in the butt and I've only got two cats. Yeah, but what if she was taking over like, like if it was a family of actual human aristocrats? That would have been fine, except she left her entire fortune, millions of dollars, to cats. Yes, and the cats were sentient, but only to themselves. Just like, yeah. as Dan mentioned earlier, Stewie and Family Guy, right? There's only certain people that can understand Stewie as an adult. And they don't to be, like change. And to be fair, though, like, who was going to be the guardian of the cats? Like, in this instance? Edgar was. Right, exactly. Ed- Edgar was going to have to have the credit card and yeah. the checkbook. So he could be like, all right, well, I'm buying this dope-ass surround sound system and this flat screen. For the cat And this Xbox for the cats. If anything, she was hooking up so he didn't have to pay taxes. Right, he didn't have to do shit because he'd be, they'd be like, you're going to pay taxes on and that he money? he failed so hard. He failed so hard. Like Those I would dogs, like to point out though. that the, um, that the I, I forgot the cat's name, but like the, 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 the streetwise. Like, Thomas O'Malley? Yeah, the alley cat. That's basically AJ. Like personality wise, <laughs> he is just Total a polecat. Womanizer. He's just a polecat out there doing his thing with a heart of gold, devil may care attitude. What um, I love about him is that he looked at her and she was like, Oh, these are my children. She's got three kids. And he's like, Oh, takes him aback for a second. And then he's like, Okay, cool. You've got kids. And he's still ready to go. Yeah. So he had a heart of gold. Because if you if you find a woman that is fantastic and amazing and that is the sweetest person alive, and they happen to have children too. A little bit of baggage, you know. Like that's not children's not baggage, right? Having an emotional problem that causes you to sit bolt upright in the middle of the night screaming, yeah, or like punch your wife in the spine because you just came back from a deployment and you had a PTSD moment, like not on purpose, but like when you were asleep, right? Like that's <laughs> that's baggage. But having kids, like even even if they can be little shits sometimes. Right, they're kids. All kids are little shits sometimes. Like that's not baggage. That's just that's just a thing. That's a part of their lives. There's more yeah. love going around in that life. Although, might I point out that Duchess was a dirty little sloot? Because look at the color of her kittens. She had one <laughs> redhead and one black haired and one white one. That means that there were at least three different fathers. Yeah, and so yeah, again, and for not th- a negative for for that reason. <laughs> I would lease him as my. I wor- would rank him as my uh, worst Disney villain because, like, he ultimately, like, yeah, sure, he was like a douchebag in the beginning of the movie, but then he's kind of like he kind of fell off. He didn't really do much after that, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that they definitely could have made him better, is if he would have like enacted uh, a better plan, like a more creative plan to get rid or something against the Madame. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he would have tried to take her out. Seriously, who fails at killing cats? Like the sickly old lady, I'm not going to target, but you know these. Have you ever tried to give a cat a bath? Like they got claws. <laughs> yeah, and they t- didn't have declawing back then. You know, mine Ironically, don't claw; they just cry like little bitches. Ironically, I was talking to Dan about this earlier. We went to the we went to the store, and uh, and I told him we had this white cat named Ditto, and my dad it used to like go straight. Ditto. In, it went straight into murder mode anytime water was around it. So my dad put like those those mom bandanas all over his feet and like put rubber bands. And my dad, the, the cat felt a drop of water and was like, like immediately yoked those fucking things off and went for my dad's jugular. Tasmanian devil style. Exactly. So what he ended up doing was he took the cat and he took him out to the to the to the uh, the driveway. 
he put the cat under a milk crate, stood in the milk crate, just dumped dish soap all over its back, and then sp- hosed him off. Sprayed him with a hose, and so it was like Tasmanian Devil. But where is he going to go? Right. <laughs> so, so those. Yeah. Edgar, how old was Edgar? You think like probably thirty-five? Mm, no, he was a no, little bit older. Mid-40s? He was in his fi- now, I'd say early. He 50s. looked older, but early remember 50s. the time period we're talking about. People yeah, so maybe late forties. All right, late 40s. So let's say he's late forties. Yeah. All he has to do. To get this millions of dollars is wait like a couple of years for all these cats to die. Or he could just be like, hey, I know you want to give the money to the cat, but would you like some head, perhaps? <laughs> or or even this, just leave the doors open because cats are shitty and they'll just fuck off and then close the doors when all the cats walk outside. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because you know that there's not enough Viagra in the world to make George Cord hard <laughs> to please that woman. <laughs> That was like her best friend. You go ahead and write my will and I'll talk crap with you and we're great in the socialite area, but there's no way that there's enough Viagra in the world that he was able to meet her needs. All right. So uh, as we wrap this segment off, we're going to do a rapid fire round. So I am going to list off a villain and you are going to say either yes or no as to whether you liked that villain. So basically, like a smash or pass kind of bonus lightning round. Liked in what way? Uh, that you thought that they were a complimentary villain to the story. Okay. All right. So uh, Scar. Yes. No. Professor Radigan from the Great Mouse Detective. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Gothel from Brave. Yes. <laughs> Sid, Toy Story. Uh, yes. Super f- serial killer in training, right there. I, I would say it's yes kind or of no, a- AJ. Uh, no. Queen of Hearts, Alice in Wonderland. No. No. Uh, Oogie Boogie from... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. 100%. Cause the songs. You already matches the thing. Well, and his voice. All right. The Big Bad Wolf from the early Disney cartoons with the Three Little Pigs. Nah. nah. Pete from Goofy. 100%. Yep. And Pete, was also, Pete was also a veteran, by the way. <laughs> and I, I might mispronounce this one. It'll be the last one. Donald Duck. From Pinocchio... Mangafuko, the villain from Pinocchio. Oh, the child guy. Yes, because not yes. only does he do all the evil shit, but he never gets busted. <sighs> yes or no? Yes. All right, then. So that concludes this segment of our uh, podcast, and we're going to wrap into something else. We're going to take a quick commercial break, which will be unnoticeable to you while we Google the correct pronunciation of that name, and we'll move on to our next segment. And we're back. So the winner of the lightning round pronunciation is Samantha. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Oh, she's having a little bit of technical difficulties. I still, call, I still call it audible. I grew up in New Orleans. So is I it erroneous? It's erroneous. I th- How I th- many erroneous lightning bolts? I say it's uh, three out of five erroneous lightning bolts. Three out of five erroneous lightning bolts. Because I grew up in Louisiana, so I know how they pronounce these things. Like if I went down to, to the French Quarter yeah. and I saw a guy in a top hat and a Keith David voice with that skinny body and that cane with a fucking skull on top, yeah. I'd be like, fossil yay. <laughs> So if you disagree no, or facilier. agree, message AJ at Apollo3031 on Instagram and let him know your opinion. Also, uh, this most recent episode of the Foxhole podcast that just came out a few days ago also features uh, AJ and Sam debating. Uh, what, what did you guys cover? Media liability? We yeah, liability to, in the media. We talked about whether or not people, uh, media agencies should be held liable for the crap that they put out. It was a coin flip debate, so if you want to tune in for a good argument, you could check that out on all the same channels at the Smoke Pit on. So now. I'd also like to stop and point out the fact that Sam. Yeah. Yes. Say the word caramel. Caramel. 
That's how I know I spent. I said Fossilier right, and she got it wrong. Okay, just because she mispronounced or she's pronounced. Something I also else. say veteran and veterinarian, not veteran, which is wrong. Yeah, not veteran. Anyway, I'm sorry, Dad. I'll stop. I'll stop uh, <laughs> interrupting you. Go ahead. So uh, Samantha Martin was in the Navy for quite some time, and she got to do some cool stuff that AJ and I did not get to do, which was go on big fuck off Navy votes, boats, boats uh, cruise around the world, get fucking hammered in ports in different countries. And she's going to tell us some of those stories and a little bit of her experience doing that. Whoop! So wah, 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 wah. my uh, my first question, and then I will uh, defer to the the fine and gentle, kind sir Alexander Pfeffer uh, for his question. Rah. My first question would be, what Liberty port? So for those of you who aren't listening, the Navy ships have to dock every once in a while so they can empty out the shitters. Shitter was full, and uh, they Merry take Christmas. On, <laughs> they take on new supplies. They let the uh, let the guys and gals off the boat so they can blow off some steam. So they call that a Liberty port. And so what was your favorite Liberty port out of all the ones you went to? Uh, let's see. Each one had their own merit. Like we traveled most of the med. I did not go to France, which I'm fine with because I heard plenty of tales that it literally smelled like piss. The French are awful. Don't at me. The only French guy I ever met was a French Canadian, and I ended up pulling a shotgun on him in Seychelles because he was a tool and kept coming onto my bubble for my watch. Well, he was trying to get into your into your cabinet so he could get your furs, so he could trade them back to the French Canadian government for for gold coins. He I mean, touched I've been me. to Paris twice, and I can say that although some of the Parisians, the local people, were a bit snooty. Overall, I had a relatively good experience. It was clean. The food was good. There was beautiful artwork and architecture. I'm Paris, not going to. I'm not going to argue the art or the food. Yeah, but they are douchey. Yeah, I took uh, my girlfriend Samantha uh, there right before lockdown. No happened. relation. Yeah, we were actually in Paris when they uh, when the president announced a travel ban, and I my phone just blew up with all these people like, "Are you going to get back safe?" I'm like, "No, no, we're flying back tomorrow. Like, we should be fine." And we made it back in one piece. But overall. I had a good experience, but back to the question, what was your favorite Liberty Port? Let's see. <laughs> Greece was a lot of fun. They have amazing lamb, and there's nothing like filling your backpack full of fresh lamb euros. So when you are hammered on the bus going back <laughs> to the boat, everybody else going, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I need to pull over and get something. I just happened to open this delicious burrito of pita and tzatziki sauce and lettuce and lamb, and you're just down in this thing. Everybody's looking at you like, Pass that over. I need that. So as the resident smoke pit pronunciation expert who has recently been vindicated, is it gyro or gyro? Erroneous. It's gyro. So it's not gyro or gyro. It's not gyro. It's not gyro. You can say gyro, but the G is very soft, so it's gyro. All right. So AJ, how many lightning bolts of erroneous? She is accurate on that one. That is zero Vindication. AJ, your question. Thank you. But I say my favorite is actually Singapore, the cleanest city. It's super strict in their policies, but I've never felt safer walking through a foreign country. Mm. Is that because you felt like they would beat somebody if they came anywhere near you? One, I am very pro-capital punishment. So if you fuck up bad enough that they feel like they need to whip you with a cane <laughs> bitch you did that to yourself spitting chewing gum on the sidewalk a caning <laughs> there no there's actually a rule for littering if there's anything 
smaller than a gum wrapper, it's an immediate $500 fine. Anything the size of like a small snack Dorito bag is a $1,000 fine. And anything bigger than that, you have to wear a bright pink vest and do litter duty. Oh, okay. And you could get jail time. AJ, your question. So he already asked what your favorite Liberty Port was. Which, which, Which Liberty Port did you have that you hated the most? I want to say Bahrain, and only because we pulled in there so many times, and there were several times where I was restricted to base, and there's nothing to fucking do. Is that because you're a white girl in a Middle Eastern country, and they don't want you wandering around without a hijab on and get like, detained? Well, to be fair, no. Bahrain is pretty progressive. They're very progressive. Well, I met a lot of really nice people. It's just... Cabin fever? Eventually, you get bored, and it gets to where you literally just go to the Desert Dome and get fucked up. <laughs> Well, it's it's like one of those things like Dubai, right? Dubai is the Vegas of the Middle East, but it's like Vegas in its prime, not Vegas now. The aquariums are fucking amazing, though. Oh, right. They had the one that was in the mall. Yes. I went to that one, and I went to the Atlantis water park where yeah. like you do the slide that's like a 90-degree drop through a shark tank and all that. It was a lot of fun. But in Dubai, it was interesting because wearing a long sleeve shirt, long blank pants black shoes i got mistaken for a russian hooker well oh my and propositioned oh my more than once to the point that my liberty buddies who were all male had to literally like sit me on their lap and the one guy who was married with a wedding ring had to tell these guys she is my wife to get them to leave me alone because they literally sat down at the table like how much for your woman and i'm like Dude, I'm fucking American. Like, you Russian. No, American. You should have been like, I'm American. That means I can't, you can't aff- if you have to ask, you can't afford me. Yep. Yeah, and they were like, how much do you think we could have gotten for you? I'm like, uh, $500 per minute of conversation. How about this? You could get two monos from me if you ask that question again. Like, I feel like a fucking idiot because I had no idea that any of that was going on. So that being said, um, you are a little bit, uh, it's, it's a little bit ambiguous when you're trying to pinpoint your ethnicity. Uh, real quick, uh, what is your heritage? And then follow on to that, what have you been mistaken for while overseas? I have been mistaken for oh, Italian. Go, 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 go back, go back. First okay. part of the question. T- tell us what you are <laughs> and then tell us what According to my metal re- medical record, I am a mutt. I wrote that in there and I love seeing the <laughs> chuckle when people actually read it. My mother is half Egyptian. Okay. So I've got that olive complexion means I tan very nicely. But I'm also Comanche Indian and I am 70%... Scottish, Irish, North, okay. Norse. Cracker. So I'm a fucking European cracker with a little bit of mocha dropped in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just just a little bit of hummus. Just a, just a little dash of mocha and garlic just to make this <laughs> silky, delicious, whatever the fuck I am, mutt. So, a, little, a little hefta with some tzatziki sauce. So apparently <laughs> they thought you were Russian hefta. there. What mm-hmm. else have you been mistaken I've for? I've been mistaken for Turkish, Italian, Greek, French, which Comanche Indians did breed a lot with the French. So high cheekbones. Thank you, mama and daddy. So I got that going for me, which is nice. AJ, your next question. So what is, what is your typical response to that? Like you go to, I would, I would say, how often do you go to a country in which they assume you're whatever they are? They start talking to me. And when I just give them the big looks, and I just go, Hi. I only speak English. They go, oh, American? I say yes. Or I would tell them Canadian if they were of 
questionable friendliness. Because uh, okay, nobody's yeah. got a problem with Canadians. Yeah, there's, eh? there's a few times where AJ and I have been traveling and we've, we've claimed to be Canadian. I've gone Canadian and I've gone, I've gone like I straight start like throwing out Welsh terminology. And Welsh is like Navajo. Like if you didn't grow up with it, you're not going to pronounce most <laughs> of it. If right. I was president, we would be nuked by Canada. <laughs> well, right. you heard it here first, first folks. Uh, never Vote ever, for me. Never <laughs> ever elect Samantha Martin for president because so, she'll nuke us. After we impeach AJ, which is a throwback to like earlier in the season. I will uh, never get impeached. <laughs> I will be Supreme Allied Commander did going to America Did you listen to that episode? Life. The hypothetical power went straight to his head. It did, it did not. I had all See kinds of- See how defensive he's getting? I was going to- make this uh, country power. i was gonna make this country the power amazing. got shaved off with his beard like samson samson would that make you and delilah, delilah. <laughs> no because samson drew, shaved his beard off for delilah or she shaved it off for him no, the hair it was the hair and she tied you same, to a kitchen chair same difference i i had to shave my beard off for work to yeah. to get fit tested for a cloth mask that doesn't actually seal <laughs> and so it's going to take weeks for my beard to grow back so i feel like emasculated as Hate hell. Hate to see it. I mean, I've got some coming back. Like, it's been a long enough period of time. I've got, I got some, some fun. Beards. The wonder bras of men <laughs> since forever. Um, You know what, lady? <laughs> you guys have makeup and you have tight clothes. All men have to fucking... Hey, your hero, Henry Rollins, had all of that, so there's no excuse there. Yeah. Makeup and tight clothes. He only had makeup when he was in movies, <laughs> and they plastered it to his fucking skull <laughs> oh my god i'm a painted whore so what about the time that you had a falcon while you were in dubai oh that was a simple mwr event you did the desert safari is what they called it so they take you in a dune buggy and they get you over all these rolling hills that look like the vast rolling waves of the ocean which for some reason i've never been seasick and yet i threw up Twice in this stupid dune buggy. We got to this camp in the middle of nowhere. And it was where you had food and belly dancing. And the same old shops that give you the jingly skirts and all that crap. But they had guys out in front with a camel and a falcon. And as I walked over to the entrance, this guy just hands me a a falcon. I've wanted to ask you like 10 questions, but I can't get a word in. Sorry. How big were the camels? About seven and a half feet tall. So they were massive. One hump or two? One hump. How angry were the Falcons? They had blinders on. They didn't give a shit. So they were irreverent Falcons. Basically. They gave me a glove and the guy literally just handed him to me. And Michael I was like, Jackson okay, cool. glove or? Um, the, the welder's glove that comes up to your elbow. Oh, the Falconer's glove. Yes. Because they've got, ver- they've got about three inch long claws. They're yeah. very sharp. And they've got the little hoods on so they can't see anything. And so the guy, I walk over. I didn't say anything. This guy just hands me the glove and puts the Falcon on me. I'm like. Cool. And he's like, oh, it's five whatever their currency is. I'm like, schmeckles. Whatever. And I just paid them and moved along with my day. They're, they're Durham's. That's what they use there. Durham's, yeah. Right. What is the the uh, the uh, the exchange rate on that? Um, their, their Durham's are about three times as much. So, for example, if you had, if it was 90 Durham's, it would be $30. So, if it was five Durham's, it'd be like, what, like two bucks? Something At like the that, time yeah. for us, it was 1.75. Okay. Yeah. So for like two bucks, a dollar seventy-five, you got to hold an irreverent falcon. Uh, for about nine dollars, I got to hold an irreverent falcon that I didn't even ask for. He literally just handed him to me. Did you name him? I did not. What would you have named him? Toby. Toby. Any reason? 
Um, I used to read this book series called Animorphs when I was a child, oh, and Tobias yeah. was a uh, red-tailed hawk. Like the uh, the Scholastic Book Fair, you go in there with yeah. twenty bump, uh, twenty bucks. Yeah, in like third yeah, grade. If, you, if yeah. you were throwing around all that drug money, you had twenty bucks. I you, mean, Florida, we we sell we start selling drugs early. I I I remember the Scholastic Book Fair. I would like scrimp and scrounge for like two weeks beforehand because I was a child and had no idea of how long time was. So I'd be like, oh, man, this classic book fair is coming. I'd have like one week to prepare. So I walk <laughs> up and there were like $3.45 and I'd be like, I'm getting something. Yeah, you go in there with 20 bones. You're walking out with three goosebumps and a poster of a Ferrari. I went oh, to middle those- school in Virginia. We have the accelerated reading program where they rate yeah. your reading level. And because I was in sixth grade and reading at a college level, the only things that would get me my quote unquote point quota was to read the dictionary or Herman Melville. Fun fact, AJ actually uh, sits on the toilet and reads the dictionary so you can come up with new fancy words to say. Um, Just to confuddle you. Confuddle. <laughs> One of AJ's $20 words. I don't know if confuddle is the word. We have to Google that. But I will say 100 <laughs> Sam word. You get 100, you good. 100% points for creativity. You're welcome. All right, so how many lightning bolts of erroneous? Um, I'm gonna give that one two out of five. Two out of five. Two out of f- one. Because of confuddle. <laughs> because of confuddle. I, I also because I don't sit on the toilet and uh, read the dictionary. I sit on the to- toilet and watch TikTok videos. <laughs> however, however, I will say that um, one of the benefits. Ooh, of- ooh, confuddled has a definition. Vindication on what urban dictionary Used for emphasis, especially to express anger or annoyance. Lawyered. God, AJ, how does it feel? Well, you heard him, folks. He's speechless. Moving on. If no, can- I'm, <laughs> I'm checking. All right, I'm doing a fact check because I'm not going to just buy. What I just did a whole show. In a I- state of extreme confusion, especially when unable to solve a frustrating problem. Like AJ is right now. This silly chemistry problem makes me so confuddled. AJ that's, is super that's confuddled on, That's on right your yourdictionary.com. It's on Wiktionary, too. Yeah, okay, well, that doesn't mean it's an actually, urban dictionary. Yeah, on ur- everything's on urban dictionary. You know and on Macmillan urban? dictionary. All right, folks, if you want to send us a couple dollars to our PayPal, uh, so we can get all of AJ's name tapes for his nickname changed from a puddle to confuddled. A, a puddle? Yeah, confuddled a, Apollo. Let me tell you something. I'm I'm going to tell you a little story about urban dictionary. Urban Learn dictionary. You a something here. Story Ur- time with old man AJ. Urban story dictionary time. lets you put anything you want. So we had this guy. Was it urban dictionary though? It was on Urban Dictionary, yes. Is that so, what you were citing? She was no. no, she was citing your dictionary. Collins Dictionary, Macmillan Dictionary, what? Definitions.net. Wait, wait, work wait, wait, hold Mac- on. Back up, back up. <laughs> Collins Dictionary and Macmillan Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I literally have a guy at work that I work with, and his name is Colin Macmillan. Macmillan is the British Dictionary. Wow. Wow, wow. Okay. International, bitch. So also send us some money to donate so we could buy Britannicas at the next Scholastic Fair for AJ. <laughs> Also, I don't need it. So let me tell you exactly how, how these words get put in. We we had a, a shift lead overseas. But she didn't use Urban Dictionary, though. Let me finish. So we had a shift lead overseas. And I'm not going to say his name because he's a fucking turd. Confuddled. But if you put his name into Urban Dictionary, the answer you would get was, as, a, as, a, as the definition of his name, was, and I quote, a big gay pineapple. <laughs> oh, my God. What the what the f- <laughs> Which was hysterical. It was Kyle, wasn't it? No, it was not. It was uh, it was Robert. I'm not going to say his last name, but he was he was a piece of shit. And if he ever hears this, I want him to know that I think he's a piece of garbage. He once <laughs> this dude once got angry because 
he like I was a gunner at the time and so I was like low in the in the gunner turret because we were driving around in a, in a very relatively safe area and so we got back to the end of our patrol route at the at the barracks and he comes he jumps on the hood of the vehicle that way he could be eye to eye with me and he goes why aren't you out of the turret and I said I'm in the turret I'm just you know name tape defilade which for those of you who don't know name tape defilade is where the name tape that's sewn onto the back of your helmet does not go above the armor on the sides of the turret. Because who needs a headshot? Right, because why expose yourself unnecessarily? Killing spree. I said... I said name tape defilade, and I did not mean it sarcastically. And he looked at me like a, he, like I had a dick running out of my forehead, which even if I did, he wouldn't be able to see. He was confuddled. He was very confuddled, apparently. So Word of the day. That's he nice. was confuddled in a sentence. Garbage. I dare you. Garbage. So he said, I said name tape defilade, and he looked at me like I had said something in Chinese. And so he went and told all the rest of the members of my team that I was afraid of getting shot by a sniper, as if that was like... A bad thing and all the other members of my team were like yeah like the one thing that could kill you here is a sniper like why, why would you not be concerned about that hey look at this nerd he doesn't want to die by sniper he's right? taking protective measures dude, to save his own life what a nerd dude's a turd he he only qualified for being overseas in our job i, I don't know how the fuck he managed that because to, to have the job i had before you had to have overseas combat time this dude Spent four years in Colorado as an MP, never deployed. Well, I mean, we're, we're not going to give too much hate for for you know people who didn't deploy. No, but no. I, I'm not giving any hate for anybody who didn't deploy. But, but hear me out, though. There's a level of Gastonness that comes with no thinking that you know more than you do, and if you don't have the experience to back up what you're claiming, if you don't have the fact to back up what you're claiming, then you end up just being a big gay douche. Right, you'd be a big gay pineapple. <laughs> and you know what the best part about it was? Is it was one of his friends that put that in there. Wow. So my my point did, is... He just came up with that then? Yeah, like his buddy His buddy was also kind of a douche, but like I guess he was like two out of five uh, lightning bolts of doucheness as opposed to uh, this particular guy who was like seven out of five lightning bolts of doucheness. All right, UrbanDictionary.com says a gay pineapple is the act of sticking one's penis into sand then continuing to pound your male partner's anus. That is a big gay pineapple. So he was very confuddled when his lover gave him a big gay pineapple. Confuddled! Boom. Boom. My point was that you can add definitions to things into all kinds of online resources and they'll just accept it as long as... Was confuddled one of these examples? I believe it was. Okay, so what about those credible sources that she listed? She well, are they credible though? I mean, to yourdictionary.com doesn't sound like very credible. What about the other ones? Collins yeah. and Macmillan? Co- like- Colin, Colin, doc, Collins Dictionary and Macmillan's Dictionary, which sounds made up because I have a guy I work with named Colin Macmillan, and I don't know him to have a dictionary. Maybe here's the, maybe he's the heir to two dictionary fortunes. I'm googling. And he's leaving I'm, it to his I'm, cats. I'm texting him right now to ask him what gives this fucking online dictionaries. So I am Googling Collins Dictionary. Oh, it is a real fucking website. Boom. Oh, my God. That is so official. Look at that font. Suck it. Bro, a real website costs you like 10 schmeckles. Wait, did you say a gorilla website? A real website costs you 10 schmeckles. A gorilla website would be kind of dope. Like, are we talking about like a tribute to Harambe? <laughs> like, No, it's actual Harambe's website. And if you go onto it, you realize exactly why that guy had to get Posthumously merged. approved. 
Macmillan is the free online English dictionary approved by the Queen. It is an open source dictionary. You think the Queen's on there looking it up? No, because she knows all the words in there because it's her namesake. No, because the Queen is the same lady who had an, an Irishman climb through the windows of her fucking bedroom, sit on the end of her bed and ask her for a light. Just because you personally don't speak the language doesn't make the word any less valid in another I, country. I speak English. It's the language I speak. Was it Rick and Morty? He goes, <laughs> really doing an English class? How hard is that? You speak that language. It's the only one. All right. So to uh, bring the episode to the close, I will ask one uh, final question. If you could visit uh, any country or port that you went to in the military, but now as a civilian... Which one would you go back to? Italy. Would you care to explain? I never got a chance to go to Barcelona. I spent some time in a couple of different ports, and it was a lot of fun. That's the in food Spain. was amazing. Yes, in Spain. <laughs> Barcelona's in Spain. Damn it! Italy was awesome. Fact check. Five erroneous <laughs> lightning bolts. Anyway, eighteen erroneous. Italy lightning was bolts. awesome. They had good food, except their pizza sucked. So anyone who thinks that pizza is Italian, it's not. It's fucking American. Yeah, Pittsburgh has some really good pizza, and that was verified by Barstool. And I went there, and I stuffed my face yeah. with my girlfriend, and they were amazing. It was her 20th birthday, and we got pizza, which was super dope because it was like hot and ready, but it was delicious. What part of Italy specifically would you like to go to? Uh, I want to go to Rome. I didn't get a chance to go. I love history, yeah. so that's a big deal for me. The one day that they did a day trip to Rome during any of my deployments, I was on duty. So I was stuck on the boat for 24 hours. Oh, that sucks. But any other time that I was in Italy, I had a great time. Except if you are not expecting an ice cold shot of spiced rum for breakfast, do not get the rum coffee cake from the local bistro. Or do and have a fantastic time. Yeah. I took a bite into this thing thinking, okay, it's like a rum cake. It's baked with rum. No, they poured a double shot of ice cold spiced rum, like dark spiced rum in the middle of this cake. So when I took a bite, it was, I was buzzed off of one bite. It was That's, bad. That sounds fucking awesome. You six get in yeah. the morning, not the good way to go. You get buzzed and you get dessert. Like what's, and it's six in the morning. Fuck yes. I was not prepared. Well, I mean, that sounds like that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rome was a super cool city, and the fact where like the architecture was really pretty, the trees are very unique. Like, if you get a chance, Google the the trees in Rome. Like, and it goes very well with like the the ruins and stuff. It, it's a very like surreal vibe to be there. But the only thing that I didn't like was that there's a lot of uh, littering, so they could probably deal with a little less soggy pizza and a little bit more caning. But uh, the Colosseum <laughs> was literally right there on the road, like. It is a, a sidewalk's length away from the road. So as you're walking down on the sidewalk, like you could throw a football and hit the Coliseum. I thought it was going to be almost like the Alamo or where my original expectation of that was I was going to have to ride like a donkey to the outskirts. No, they built San Antonio around the Alamo and they built Rome around the Coliseum. And they never let anybody forget it. No well, the only reason I say Rome is because I've been to the Acropolis in yeah. Greece and it was gorgeous. I've been to... The Blue Mosque in Turkey, in nice. Istanbul. I found it by accident. I was supposed to be finding my way there. I got lost. I went through a bazaar. I stopped at a cafe. And next thing I know, I pop up in the middle of the Blue Mosque. And my entire group's like, where the fuck have you been? I'm like, I made it. <laughs> 
Well, that is the lesson of this uh, of this podcast: is eat spice rum, don't be erroneous, and bye. Bye. bye.